Hey y'all, it's Editor Lex, and I wanted to bring something special y'all this week. We're reaching down into the vault and bringing back one of our favorite Christmas movies that we reviewed here, Christmas Bells. Me and Sydney really enjoyed this movie, and we still talk about it to this day, so I wanted to bring this back for our new listeners and for our listeners who was there when this came out. just want to relive it a little bit. Next week, we're coming back with our last review of the season. We're reviewing Holiday Heist, and then we're going to wrap up the season, but in the meantime, don't worry about that. Just just enjoy our review of Christmas Bells, originally aired December 2020. Welcome to Sid's Music Corner. This week, it's all about friendship. So I'm bringing you Girl by Destiny's Child as spoken word. Okay, because okay, it's your third poem. So I'm, <laughs> I'm interested to see where it's going. It's season one. We're into spoken word this season. Anyway, Got it. girl... You don't have to be hiding. Don't you be ashamed to say he hurt you. I'm your girl. We your girls. You're my girl. Don't you know that we love you? Because I've been knowing you since you was 10. And that concludes Sydney's Music Corner for this week. Okay. I know our listeners enjoy this, so <laughs> I'm going to just let it rock. Sydney, what we watched this week? <laughs> the movie is about friendship, Alexis. It connects. I know. Anyway. I get the connection. It's a much tighter connection than connecting Tasha Mack to something else again. I but... could have easily did that, too. But you see, I went a different route this week. What do you anyway. mean easily? <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> Sydney. <laughs> what did we watch this week? This week, we tuned into... Christmas Bells, available to stream on BET Plus, directed by Terry J. Vaughn, starring Raven Goodwin, Dominique Perry, Omar Gooding, Mark Taylor, and Janet Hubert made a great appearance as well. This is our last movie review of season one. All right, let's start the show. Hey, I'm Lex. Hey, y'all, I'm Sid. And this is The New Chitlin Circuit. We review indie, low-budget, and direct-to-TV black films. Welcome back. You're tuning into The New Chitlin Circuit, sponsored by you, our very special sponsor of the 60-second challenge every week here on The New Chitlin Circuit. Alexis, will you please explain the plot of Christmas Bells in 60 seconds or less? As soon as you stop talking like Ryan Cameron, you sound like Larry Tinsley. You sound like Frank Ski. I was what going for radio announcer vibes. I'm trying to switch it up. Okay. <laughs> Frank and Wanda. Um, I'm ready to do our 60-second challenge. Okay. The clock has started. All right. So uh, in New Orleans, there are two best friends, um, both of them beautiful black women. Mm-hmm. Um, and they go to the same church, you know, best friends. So they know each other's families and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And they both single in their thirties. This is a movie about women who are single in their thirties. So apparently this is a big problem for them. That's how that works. Yes. Um, they families want them to get married and all of that, but then in comes this hot new pastor and he is hot, hot ladies. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they pursue, they proceed to kind of pursue him jointly and like compete against each other. Um, which kind of almost tears their friendship apart. But mm. they learn how to love and how to um, maintain their friendship along the way as well in this journey. 
Wow, that's that, was, that was great. A whole 10 seconds left. So Okay. Bravo. I was getting nervous. You were shifting yeah. in your chair. Yeah. Yeah, because I didn't know, you know, how much more detail you're going to give. But that was great. That was great. Okay. There will be well, no... You, I'm Sydney. calling off the hounds. I had a tweet ready to go. There will be no search for a new co-host for season two. <laughs> I'm t- I'm I barely made it, and my damn uh, three strikes resets in season two when season two comes out next year. Okay, okay, okay. I'm good with that. God, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Thank you very much. Now, Sydney. Mm-hmm. Now that our listeners, now that you guys know what it is that we watched this week, um, I'm going to ask Sydney how she feels about it, and she'll ask me. And after that, we're going to talk about a few of the scenes in the movie that stood out to us. And mm-hmm. at the end. Sydney's going to tell us who came to act in this movie. <laughs> All right? Yes, I am. So, Sid, what did you think of Christmas Bells? We're in the holiday spirit here uh, at the New Chitlin Circuit. At least we're getting into it. And I think this movie is a great kickoff to any holiday watching plans that you, the listener, have coming up. It was funny. Uh the chemistry between Raven and Dominique, the best friends, I thought was phenomenal. Uh, great casting. Um, everybody looked good in the movie. So overall, I mean, it's easy for me to say I really, really liked it. I laughed through most of it. I got some real big like cackles out through a lot of this movie, too. So that is my barometer if something is funny and if I liked it. Because if I cackle at you, you f- I like you. Um, so I'm excited to get into some of these scenes after this but how did you feel on your watch of christmas bells um well i i can't say that i liked it as much as you did uh, i knew that that's where we were going <laughs> anytime i really like a movie you don't like it as much <laughs> which is i mean hey I, I when i started watching the movie i i kind of knew what to expect i specifically like voted for this movie to be our Christmas movie for the season mm-hmm. um, because it was directed by uh, Terry J. Bond. And I mm-hmm. enjoyed watching Angle Ever After. We, that was a great like review. I, I love talking about that movie with you too. With you. I love talking about that movie with you too, friend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, well, shit. I mean, clearly Miss <laughs> J. Vaughn can do no wrong. And she can't. I, I feel like the movie was directed well enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just have a lot of problems with the story and the premise and like two women competing against each other. It was a little uncomfortable for me to watch. Um, That's fair. Well, have you, that means I don't, then you have not seen the movie Bride Wars with Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson. Really funny. You're such an Anne Hathaway stan. I I have not seen that movie. Oh, people (laughs) find it so weird that I love, like my coworkers thought it was really strange that I love Anne Hathaway so much, but I do. I she she's can do un- no wrong to she, you. Yeah, she's unproblematic. She, as far as I know, she's an ally, not a racist. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that movie's good. Okay. So it's kind of like that with the competing with each other. Uh, yeah, like, and then white women can do that foolishness. But yeah. <laughs> for us, I well, we can't like, do that. <laughs> it's, it's foolish. We're going to get into it. That's just okay. how I felt generally about the movie I, there was a delay for a few seconds if you notice that when you asked me how I felt I mm-hmm. wasn't being um I wasn't being pensive I was mm. googling Raven Goodwin's marriage status marital status uh, I think she's to engaged. make sure and she just had a baby oh 
oh, damn it. Well, Wikipedia <laughs> didn't tell me that. I was uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Respectfully, congratulations, Raven Goodwin. Yep. <laughs> She's a beautiful woman. Is she all I'm is. saying. She is. Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure I saw like earlier quarantine. She just had um she had a daughter, uh, like I don't oh. know, April, May, something like that. Yeah. That's true. Damn. Yeah. I mean, I mean, congratulations, but um, clearly I enjoy her a lot in this movie. I always enjoy when she's in a thing. Um, mm-hmm. A beautiful woman. I said that already. I'm being redundant. Let's get into some of the scenes. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was, you know me, you know where that was going. So, but uh-huh. she is a family woman. So, you know, I'll be respectful. Um, yeah. She is a family woman. I'll, I'll be respectful. So. We like to start talking about the first scene. Let's get right into mm-hmm. that. It opens up our main character, Portia. Look at me remembering names. There you go. Mm-hmm. She's in bed uh, in the morning with her boyfriend. And apparently this is the holiday time that this is occurring. Um, yeah. My first note in the movie is, you know, I was kind of sold at that point because I really love sexy Christmas. Um, yeah. He was shirtless. <laughs> do you like Sexy Christmas? I do. Look, one of my favorite songs, Let It Snow. That song no. is just sexy. <laughs> Let It Snow. Why? Wow. That, that. that song is so sexual. It is. <laughs> For Christmas? Like, For Christmas. Yeah. But so I love Sexy Christmas. So I was like, oh, okay, you know what? I, I mm-hmm. do love me a Christmas romance. And I didn't see where it was going. I I I, I didn't know the movie would um, take the turn that it did with that boyfriend who turns out to be a cheater. Yeah. Um, yeah. And this is also a link back to Angry <laughs> Ever After. It's a very dramatic cheating reveal <laughs> <It's> <laughs> in the is. same way. Yeah. Um, she FaceTimes her boyfriend at her family's holiday dinner because he chose not to come. Mm-hmm. Which is strange. If we dating for Thanksgiving, and I think it's serious enough to bring you home and meet everybody, and you decline to come for no actual reason, we're not together no more. Yeah. If I'm scooping dressing by myself, then I'm single, is yeah. what I feel. It's true. Um, And so she FaceTimes him, because he's not there, in mm-hmm. front of the whole family, and he answers it in the bed with another woman. He got a bitch. In front of my mama? Uh, she was very respectful to me somebody would have had to uh somebody would have had to get got <laughs> who you sending some of your cousins over there to, to knock it down yeah, yeah. I, wait i don't think my cousins have ever mobilized i gotta talk to them about this none of us have ever mobilized to hurt somebody's cheating boyfriend Y'all and have there have been plenty of cheating boyfriends in my family. And it's a lot of y'all. Y'all could really get that done over with real quick and then go back to dinner unscathed. Yo, what the fuck? I, I'm going to yeah. ask my sister about that because I, like, I feel like somebody should have been, like, you know, roughed up by now. Right. See? We're just very have... gentle people. Oh, maybe that's it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's it. All right, so I'm going to kick it over to you. That's how the movie starts out. That's the premise. We see that she has just got out of like a tumultuous breakup um, mm-hmm. during the holiday season. And her family is just giving her, her as in Portia, who is played by... Um, Dominique Perry. Dominique Perry, who is Bank Tasha from Insecure. Yes, she is. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, look, this this movie, like a lot of other 
maybe this is a like black indie rom-coms that we've watched i feel like it's kind of a pattern right maybe because a lot of the people who make these movies have obviously have the funds or are able to gather funds for indies right so they're of i guess a certain age to have certain money or whatever and a lot of them are i guess older millennials gen xers and they all have this weird thing about being married by your early 30s or at least have a serious something locked down and you know it's coming and this movie did disappoint in that at all so if we want to go to um like a scene following that they're one of their friends who i love they did the whole thing like from fresh prince with janet Hebert and her sisters divas mm-hmm. when they would get together i thought that was really a key callback to that but um her friend is getting married to a white boy uh which i thought uh side note there they kept asking do y'all know any black men named Gabe? Yeah. I don't. <laughs> I, I know one it. black man named Gabe. Oh, you do? Okay, so they, they do yeah. exist. Okay. One. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, she married this white boy. They up at the wedding. Her and the white boy's acting up with all of his white relatives. I mean, she dancing all. She get she getting fresh at her yeah. wedding with all the old folks there. That's for something. You do that with your friends at that reception. The um, note I put there is, I'm a freak freak like that at my own wedding, too. Like Shamar Moore from that Soul Train? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Eh, eh, yeah, eh. I'm a freak freak like that. But <clears throat> the sub-bullet I have for that is, you, Sydney, will be escorted off the premises if you freak freak <laughs> like that at my wedding. <laughs> so you can do it, but I can't with my date? I paid for that venue. I paid to shake my ass there. You and whatever man you bring is going to have to be respectful because <laughs> I know you. It's a slippery slope. <laughs> so I got to stick to the damn two-step and waltz and shit. And you get, you get to shake your ass. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> My wedding yes. reception is going to be accepting of all ass shakers. I just want to put <laughs> I want to put that out there. Um, well, if you don't let me and my like date shake our asses at your reception, I'm calling the ACLU. That's homophobia. <laughs> I can't win for losing. I just <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yes. So wow. I actually did enjoy this wedding scene. What did you like about that scene? Where, where were you taking it? It was funny. Um, I think that's when I my first when I first build there the chemistry between uh raven and dominique i don't know if they're like really good friends in real life which black hollywood is small so it's not not plausible um but they just seem like actual best friends just like they're like girl don't you ever call me no diva at my wedding because you know you know that's <laughs> like how me and you just had this banter back and forth about how i can shake well you can't shake whatever who's shaking ass where it don't matter <laughs> that whole conversation and it's a lot of that back and forth just great banter early on in the movie between Raven and Dominique to kind of set the scene of their very long friendship and it was so natural to me so I wanted to bring that up as we continue to go on through the movie that's fair I think I took that for granted when I was watching the movie because I was Mm -hmm. like I they do seem like actual friends (laughs) they do I'm gonna do a deep dive on my Instagram to see if they hang out I don't know yeah (laughs) (laughs) So at, it was at this point of the movie, this is maybe about 15 minutes in, and the note that I have after the wedding is, quote, <clears throat> girl, mm-hmm. that's a note to myself, <laughs> uh-huh. it says, girl, it took me this whole time to realize that was Aunt Viv in that Valerie <laughs> Pettiford wig. <laughs> I'm glad you 
glad you brought it up because I put a thing. Should we bring back like the hair segment this episode? <laughs> that why did they put the they put the Valerie Pettiford on her? It did. <laughs> it, it didn't go right. I, it was wrong. They shouldn't have did that. For those unfamiliar with this reference, go back and listen to our very first episode where we reviewed Boy Bye, starring Wendy Raquel Robinson, and Valerie Pettiford is also in the movie, and she wears this shook out, drunken love wig <laughs> the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> and Jenny Hubert did have one look. It's this a Valerie Pettiford. She had the the Valerie Pettiford. Uh, half and I, half. She wing. wears her hair like that in half and half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like up my hands. I can't describe what my hands yeah. are doing. It's, <laughs> it's real like, like Guy Fieri spiky, but it's just sitting on top yeah. of my head. Yeah. But it got sideburns. It do. <laughs> <laughs> it's so trippy. Um, and I don't. I've never seen Janet Hubert wear nothing like that, so I Ever. don't know why she let that happen. Because I feel like in Fresh um, Prince, she only wore her natural hair. So I, I don't yeah. Know. <laughs> but that was her. It took that me a was. while to realize it. Yeah, she was so. showing that wig though. Um, yeah. And that's where the movie began to take a turn for me. So <laughs> okay. after the wedding scene is when we get introduced to the pastor um, yeah. who is fine as hell. We need to take one second to talk about Please. that. Um, Mr. Mark Taylor, if you ever um, come across the new Chitlin circuit, I'm not sure if you're marital or relationship status, but um. Just and an go look it up. Low <laughs> down. <laughs> Just an FYI, um, I've been watching you since seventeen again with the twins, and uh, I'm really feeling you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I'm single, you know, and got a ring on this finger. So, holla at your girl. Holla at you. <laughs> This an Alicia Keys video? What is going on here? I was chatting with her because, you know, I put a little milk in your hot chocolate because I, I think you kind of sweet. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank you, Sydney, for that. Um, Mr. Taylor, please uh, respond or ignore at your own leisure. <laughs> okay. Um, nevertheless, he is aptly cast because mm -hmm. the, the pastor is fine in this mm. movie. And that's where it splits for me because I, I see how it goes. First, um, what is what was um Raven Goodwin's character's name? Delilah. Delilah. Mm -hmm. First, Delilah meets him in the grocery store. Yeah. And then like she's like, wow. And then they both see him and realize that this is him on Sunday at church. Mm -hmm. Um so I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, what, is Delilah going to flirt with him or whatever and, like, get with him? I, cool. Yeah. But then when it becomes about both of them wanting him, I, how did you stick through that? I Immediately I was like, ugh, why that? He's Honestly, fine, but it's never – a nigga is never <laughs> worth it. Yeah. Well, towards the end of their whole um, dispute, or their, the end of their little fight, I go, is it really, like, y'all want to be a first lady that bad? That's where my mind yeah. went. So I don't think I like be going that hard for a pastor. Like maybe I show up, you know, mm -hmm. to church more often because you fine and I want to see you. But like I'm not trying to get with you. I do not want to run, you know, the virtuous woman summit for Mother's Day. That's not something I'm mm -hmm. trying to do. Um, but yeah. I think the, the reason that I really it was okay for me as like the main point of the plot was 
probably because I had seen Brad Wars with Anne Hathaway and Kate Hudson, but that movie is a little different. So they both have separate men, but they're they're best friends, but they're getting married on the same day. So they're trying mm. to sabotage each other's wedding days, which is I don't know which is worse. Why would you do that to your friend? I look the. They find out at the end they're still friends, you know, they love each other, blah, blah, blah. But it's that kind of like, I w- can't even call that quirky humor. It's kind of mean. It's it's yeah. it's mean humor to do that to your friend, right? But I was okay Wait. with keeping along for that. What? Wait, you being two-faced. Huh? Wait, whoa. <laughs> what you about to say? <laughs> you said that's mean to do that to your friend? Uh-huh, yeah, so... What what that had to do? Do with you it? not remember? Do you not remember <clears throat> stating to me a mm-hmm. mere what two years ago when I said to you I was I must have been ovulating or something. I might cut this because I'm telling <laughs> all of our business. Because mm-hmm. I was like, and man was just looking real good to me. Man was just looking very nice, and I was mm-hmm. like, well, Cindy, what happens? Like, what if I bring a man like home, and you'd be like, that'd be weird. You <laughs> you said that would be weird, uh-huh. and then I said, okay, well, what if he's like real fine? And you said, oh, if you bring a fine nigga in here, I'm taking your man. Because, <laughs> quote, you don't even want him. <laughs> I am not going to deny saying this, but I think you're missing some context. Uh, I'm not. For, for the <laughs> listener. Yeah, okay, sure. I said it, but the additional point of context that you are missing. Were you not in a relationship at that point? Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is a losing battle. I'm going to stop here. Yeah. Um, but I'm just saying that so maybe this maybe this film is genuine because maybe this is just a maybe between two women you just get competitive like that or something even though my own best friend says she would take my man <laughs> if I decided to have one. But there, there's a caveat. If he was fine, if I didn't think he was fine, you can have him. That that makes it so much better, Cindy. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we have different tastes in men, Alexis, so it wouldn't happen. Shade. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, these two women, uh, Delilah and Portia, have the same taste in men, apparently. Yeah. And this is, I just didn't like the premise of two grown women, two like big grown women, like yeah. <laughs> not mm-hmm. like, you know, 21 year olds. These are grown, grown women. Yes. Um, like being catty over a man. But for the sake of the review, I, I, I will just go along mm-hmm. with it for now. Yeah, you got to put that aside. You know, it's a fantasy world. It's a movie, you know? I I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Maybe if he wasn't a pastor, Mm because just for me, the thought of really, like, trying to sabotage somebody to become a first lady, I I just couldn't fathom. Like, that's what you want to (laughs) do? You You can't never miss a Sunday. Ever, you know, I like to sleep in. I don't want to do that. Like, yeah. and I got to be at each service. No. And yeah. you know, I do want to talk about this uh, fictional church because I fa- I thought it was kind of out of touch with what a church like how a church actually works. Yeah. Um, small things like <laughs> when there's a new like a new pastor, especially a young tight suit wearing pastor y'all going from pastor otis mm-hmm. to this guy 
there would you would need to include some resistance in the story and some church gossip because it was I felt like it was too smooth of a transition yeah. no like the pastor at my church that I went to growing up was like you know like 40 when he took the bench mm -hmm. and people was mm. like oh no he's kind of young kinda 40 <laughs> yeah yeah so like let alone this guy with this skinny suits that's a good point because i i even remember after um eddie long passed away i feel like there was a nationwide mm -hmm. search for the new mm -hmm. pastor a uh, new birth ministries and they was not just letting anybody up in there but what I will say about the movie, I guess to kind of bypass that part of like church politics, uh, the former pastor, he was like just super old and run down and was not equipped to even like find a scripture or even mm -hmm. recite one from memory. I guess it just made the church so much more open to accepting this new young guy who could at least flip through the Bible and put his fingers on, you know, Mark 23 or whatever and read yeah. to the church. So That's true. Yeah. But this next point is indisputable. No choir member is going to leave the choir after this, like during service like that. That's, that's strange true. that that yeah, happened. That's true. The final nail in the coffin. I know that this looks better for cinematography, mm -hmm. but nobody walks up the middle aisle during service. Ever. The ushers you make never do that. Yeah. Yeah. And where are the ushers? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, when I saw that that scene, I was like, oh, hell no. I was like, who she think she is? Right. Like, they would have hemmed her ass up. <laughs> Don't you walk down this middle aisle. Mm -mm. <laughs> At least put your finger up. Right. <laughs> sorry, Pastor. I'm, you know, sorry. Or, only person that can walk down the aisle in church is Jesus. And last time mm -hmm. I checked, he on the cross behind the pulpit. <laughs> he's occupied he's busy <laughs> yeah this uh, i mean but then again i think that would have taken perhaps from the the plot of the story if they went all into the world building of the church yeah but uh, you know here's my take we're already we're like almost 30 minutes in it's i can just go ahead and uh, go be honest it. go for it i would have much more preferred and the movie would have been better and simpler and more straightforward mm -hmm. if this was just about either Delilah or Portia, mm -hmm. like pursuing this man just by himself, like by themselves, you know, because or that's a, a good enough story. Pursuing like one of them pursuing the man, but going after like the church floozy who's also pursuing him and sabotaging her. That's still misogynist. Hmm. Damn the patriarchy got me. Because why she got to be a hoe? <laughs> I mean, it's better than making two best friends fight with each other over a man, but mm -hmm. it's still this. I still have the same problem with it. It's pitting two women against each other for a nigga, and niggas is not. They, they just niggas. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a man. Yeah, he ain't all that. <laughs> I mean, he fine, but like first lady fine. I don't know. <laughs> mm -mm, mm -mm. Not for me. Yeah. So. And uh, next scene, because this is, we're getting, let's, another scene I want to call out. They're in the mall. <clears throat> mm -hmm. um, it's Christmas time. They shopping for gifts. I thought the timeline of the movie was a little loose. And also the Christmas theme was also very loose. Uh, this movie could have happened any time of year. Anyway. <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> the fact that it, they just slapped Christmas bells on it just to make it out. That's yeah. a good point. Yeah. I didn't think about that. Like this could have happened in July. 
<laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. not like, because I was expecting him to say, hey, I'm the new pastor. I hope y'all can help me while we get ready for the big Christmas. Like, like make, because that's what a Hallmark mm-hmm. movie does. Make yeah. There's a big Christmas festival. There's a big Christmas event. And there was at the end, but they weren't working up to it. And I also all. didn't even see the choir practice. Anyway. We never did. <laughs> <laughs> the more you break the apart this movie, Alexis, you kind of start like, to whittle away at how much I liked it. I think I liked it so much just because I think Raven and Dominique were so funny. <laughs> yeah. But, okay. No, you you hold steadfast, my right? friend. I'm Keep liking it. I... Stand in my, in my beliefs. Yeah. Somebody's got to like it. Yeah. <laughs> And I did. So they at they at the mall. I just have to do a quick note. I thought this scene was creative, um, mm-hmm. which is also very true of how I felt in the other Terry J. Vaughn directed movie we watched about, yeah. you know, there's just being a lot of really funny and creative scene setups, like funny situations to put a character in. Mm-hmm. And they're like disputing, trying to look good in front of the pastor by putting more money into the Salvation Army Santa bucket. Yeah. But real quick, here's a note. Not on that scene because I thought the scene was funny. Do not donate to the damn Salvation Army people. (laughs) Do not give them people no money. I don't care if it's a penny. Don't give them no damn money. They not good. You can look this up. You can at me. You can do whatever you need to do. Mm -hmm. It's very Googleable. It's a bad organization. (laughs) Not only is they homophobic. (laughs) Hello? Which is big enough. Homophobic. Mm -hmm. In addition, they also just don't do that much, <laughs> okay? <laughs> in many homeless shelters run by the Salvation Army, if you break rules or just do shit that they don't like, which is a very Christian context, all it takes is maybe you cussed too much or something. Mm-hmm. You poor and ain't got no house, but you, <laughs> imagine not being able to say fuck <laughs> if, you was, if you didn't have a house. What else could I uh, do? <laughs> any bend, any like way that they find that you break the rules they can kick you out and and in many documented times mm-hmm. people who were in those homeless shelters the salvation army cleans and sells their stuff for profit in the thrift store oh, hell don't no. shop don't give them any money it's not a good organization if mm. you want to give some money give it directly to somebody or to an organization that's not utter shit but this scene i also funny. have one other note on this scene why I mean, they're they're in New Orleans, right? I didn't catch what city they were in. I thought they were in mm-hmm, LA. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're in New Orleans. Um, it filmed in LA. It wasn't very. They didn't get the New Orleans vibe. Okay, great. Because I was like, I assumed they was in LA. I don't. I'm assuming they're going to like you know the black mall because everybody else in the movie is black. How come Santa wasn't black? I ain't never Ooh. been to no mall with a white Santa. That was my note on and that scene. The New Orleans people. I'm trying to say it like you know how I say like LA. <laughs> <laughs> The New Orleans people <laughs> on Twitter be posting their Black Santa the same way the mm. Atlanta people post the Black Santa at South Cat Mall. Yeah. So I know they got one. They got I don't one. know who this white man was. Who, who was he? That's because he's from the Salvation Army. He not the mall Santa. Salvation yeah. Army Santa always, uh, always white. I was going to say cracker. <laughs> and he was thieving. That was my other note there. He was white and thieving. Stepped on that girl's True. credit card and put it in the bucket with the money. So that's why I said, mm-hmm. I, I said right there in my entire life, I see why I never took a picture with a white Santa. All my Santa mm-hmm. pictures with black Santa. He trustworthy. Same. We got him. Same. 
Mm-hmm. I remember one time. This is oh well, this is a Christmas time. This we can tell a Christmas time story. Yeah. I go to the mall. I go to Stonecrest mm-hmm. with my dad and, and my stepmom. So uh-huh. you already know the vibes, divorced kid vibes. <laughs> yeah. Real loose. So, so what we gonna get today? A lot of that. Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> the line for the Black Santa is wrapped from the damn J.C. Penny yep. all the way back up to the Macy's. Uh-huh. That's the, <laughs> the line is higher stretch of the mall. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's by half, <laughs> but yeah. that's still a long line. Yeah. So we made her stand in the line, and I <laughs> went to Build a Bear. <laughs> that's fucked up. I mean, Build a Bear is right in the middle of that, so I it's guess right like, there. You can see her when she got to the middle of the line. Put down. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> and so I got my photo with Santa, with Black Santa, and a new bear with some fresh clothes on him too. Oh, you balled out that day. <laughs> That was a good year. That was I won't I don't remember which year that was, but it was fire. I think I was like eight. <laughs> oh yeah, Builder Bear was still hot when we was eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I was still jumping, jumping. Nevertheless, this is their mall wasn't as popping as Stonecrest in 2010. <laughs> well, damn, not 2010. What was that? 2005. Yeah, t- yeah. Four. 2004. Wait, it was 10 and 06. Yeah, oh four. Yeah. Damn. It was popping I, back then. Yeah. I don't know if we aged ourselves or if we're too young now. I think everybody, I think it's both. I don't think okay. we have any Gen Z listeners. They don't do that. Uh, Gen Z, I don't think they do <laughs> podcasts yet. They ain't got jobs yet. <laughs> so. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. I did see just very off note. I saw a post on Twitter. Some person from Gen Z posted it, and they're like fantasizing about what it was like to be a teenager in 2014. 2014 2014 that's it and i was a teenager in 2014 six years ago right it's like nostalgia for these kids i was very confused i saw them being weird about like 2011 i'm like what nothing was cool about 2011 i I mean that was that was a that was literally the year we stopped doing fun dances yeah that's true no the whip nene came out 2014 we had a three-year break. Oh, you're right. <laughs> between Bow Bow and <laughs> the Whip and the Nene. You're right. Okay. Well, anyway, back on topic. Uh, nevertheless. Yeah, nevertheless <laughs> this yeah. movie's making us nostalgic. That's a good thing. It is. See, see. Oh, you're coming more on my side. I see. You're liking the no, movie no. when we talk about it. No? No. no. I'm uh, just very diplomatic. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the bake sale or Christmas party thing. Yeah. Now that I have... More to your point, I did have a huge issue with because at this point in the movie, they had decided to, you know, stop being catty towards each other. Like we're best friends first. We've been knowing each other since we was five. Literally, we just met this man. They make a truce. Mm-hmm. Like, we're not going to tear each other down to get him. It's if he wants to be with one of us. Great. We'll support our sister. Uh, they're baking these uh, cakes or whatever for the bake sale. Delilah, Raven Goodwin's character, she shares her family recipe. Like the mm-hmm. secret family recipe with uh, Portia, Dominique's character, and they're cooking in the kitchen. And Portia finds, I think that's her brother, her older brother, cousin, whoever, mm-hmm. in the he like, was cute. he was cute, in the living room, uh, trying to uh, smoke their grandpa's weed. She takes the <laughs> weed and puts it in the cake, knowing everybody at the church who eats these cakes is going to be high as hell, trying to sabotage mm-hmm. her friend who we just saw come to a truce with each other. And that I took issue with because I, I thought, you know, at that point we had some resolution and we would just see them, you know, see him pick whoever and then we go on to the end of the movie. So I think that added piece of conflict was unnecessary. 
I will say that. Mm-hmm. I think the I think that um, Portia felt bad about mm-hmm. it, but I didn't fuck with that. But I was yeah. too. I, I couldn't concentrate on the conflict <laughs> of that scene because that's not how edibles work. That's true. She just put like. <laughs> She just dumped the weed in the apples. That yeah, would be crunchy true. and nasty. Yeah, that's true. That's not how that works at all. You have to make a can of butter. You have to extract the THC. Mm. You can't just put the flowers Gen X in mistake, because they think we're all just getting high all day anyway. So all these kids just putting yeah. all the weeds and stuff. So that's that's a Gen X issue. With, uh, Probably this, so. This on. Yeah. And also, we don't make you... The effects that it had on the party... <laughs> on people, we, yeah. The pastor was twerking and shit. Like, <laughs> we don't make you do that. If anything, they should all anything, And that's very dangerous. I don't know. That was such a dumb mistake. You can't just get... You know how fucked up I would be if yeah. I was eating? Because you know me. If I'm if it's a pie in front of me, I'm not going to have one slice. <laughs> if I'm going to eat a bunch of slices of pie, you know how high I would be? I'm I'm not going to like that. Yeah. No, you're going to get like paranoid. Hell, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. You know me. I'm two yeah. puffs and, and that's it. <laughs> puff puff out. Yeah, no. That's yeah, true. I can't even drink strong coffee. I, I'm too sensitive for that, man. Yeah, no, that's a good point. Uh, I similar to angrily ever after. That's like, they try to use that as like a comedy device of like getting high for a movie, but it didn't hit as hard as. I'm sure that they laughed at it whenever they were filming and it just it didn't make much sense like no one does that if they make an edible and if they do stop buying mm-hmm. edibles from that person yeah so I want to wrap it all around um because this is the capstone of my feelings here about why I don't like this movie wow <laughs> let's hear it so it the movie is is fueled on misogyny and misogyny alone and I don't like that because mm-hmm. I like my Christmas and my romance without that. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem I have is there's a scene in the movie <clears throat> where two men, Donovan, played by mm-hmm. Omar Bidding, who yep. I love in movies, loved him in Boy By as well. He was very charming in this also, I thought. Mm-hmm. He just has a charm about him. Yeah, he does. Um, who is... He's cute. He's cute enough to be the leading man in the movie. Like, I would watch that romance just in its own movie. Um, Him and Mm -hmm. the fine pastor, um, Pastor Mike, Mm -hmm. sit down in the office to talk about these two women who ain't none of their fucking business and who they is not the daddy of. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To say, oh, man, these girls are out of control. We got to do something about this. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like that because what are y'all what are y'all here talking about? And as a pastor, you need to tell him to mind his business. Pastors shouldn't be at least this is what I see in TV in my experience in a church. If if you bring mess to a pastor, he I don't want to hear all that. Like, do you have something you want to talk about? Yeah. Um, Maybe that's the so issue that's with young pastors. That's why you don't see a lot of them. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's mm-hmm. why. Secondly. The reason you mentioned earlier when they was about to bake the pies and stuff, the reason they called that truce is because the pastor kind of set them straight or some shit. Yeah. Also, another point where the man is supposed to be the voice of reason. Like, yes. Yeah. Three. Here's the biggest thing. Why the fuck (laughs) is Delilah and Donovan 
supposed to go off and be happy now. Like at the end of the movie, yeah, well, they kissing and stuff. And I'm like, what the fuck? We didn't build toward this at the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> what she's my note says. Well, she's supposed to be with him because he's available and fat. <laughs> that's what we. That's the lesson. Hell no! Yeah, this movie, no. it was not. I'm sure they thought they were being subversive mm-hmm. by even letting by even letting a, a, a bigger woman have a, a, a genuine love, love interest. interest in the movie. Yeah. I'm sure they thought they were being subversive, but no, having the skinny friend get the get the hot guy is not any yes. more subversive than if you would have just like not That's hooked true. up Delilah. And I didn't Donovan. like that, and I also thought because at the beginning of their little feud for the pastor, it seemed to me that he was more into Delilah. Raven Good was it did. Like, and then he like just made a whole like 180 flop, and it was actually I want to be with your friend, which I thought was yeah, odd. yeah. It was odd, and I do think that the makers of this movie just wanted it to be fun and like mm-hmm. lighthearted. But the lack of character development, the lack of our like our inability to see exactly why characters did and felt what they felt, yeah, led to this. I don't think they meant to build this, <laughs> but like because we didn't see what exactly it was about Portia that he liked, other than her being small, <laughs> yeah, you know, like. Yeah. Because we didn't see that, we just be like, oh, cause, oh, you don't want her friend because she big, like what, like right, right, <laughs> we right. Have nothing to right. work with. Other and the than reasoning, the yeah, that we I know mean, right. the only reasoning behind Donovan and Delilah getting together was be- they mentioned, like, you know, the first few minutes of the movie was that Donovan has had this huge crush on Delilah since they were kids. And I was like, okay, yeah, she never great. expressed any appreciation toward him. She didn't None. say anything nice to him the whole movie. She didn't yeah. say anything to him the whole movie. <laughs> Well, they did dance together at their friend's wedding, and it was kind of flirtatious. Oh, they did. But, that was yeah. true. Yeah. But that's not enough to go get married a year that's later. Not. I agree. I just didn't like that. Like, I really wish that they wouldn't have forced, if they would have separated these two narratives, this Donovan mm-hmm. and Delilah could have been a nice love story. Like, it out without yeah. all this other context. I do think that's cute, and I would have mm-hmm. liked to see that. And Portia and the pastor, Delilah and the pastor would have been better because she's funnier. Yes, but she yeah. <laughs> Portia and the pastor would be a fine love story too. I would watch that. Mm-hmm. But forcing them together and doing this competition thing only for the resolution to be uh, <laughs> marry somebody your own size. <laughs> no, yeah. <laughs> didn't work for me. That's and also... Don't propose at my motherfucking wedding. Oh, girl, that's my last note here. <laughs> pastor is tacky. I wrote, Pastor is tacky as hell for proposing at somebody else's wedding. Why would you do that? that I don't ugh. care. Get out of here. Yeah, take that somewhere else. You see, it's Say I won't throw that ring box out of this reception hall. Oh, I will. <laughs> Say I won't throw it. Security! Throw it. Security! Escort these two trollops <laughs> out of this venue. <laughs> Um, love don't win today it don't only one love wins today (laughs) and it's the bitch you pay for the wedding mine exactly (laughs) i can't believe it (sighs) and you're also the only person i know who's gonna have security at their wedding reception (laughs) girl you know i watch a lot of reality tv i gotta keep you you negroes in line i don't got time for the mess anybody can get (laughs) get out (laughs) (laughs) well that's my notes on the movie there were some funny moments um of course because all the actors were great also Mm -hmm. bonus misogyny (laughs) is 
<laughs> um, Portia's mama, played by Janet Hubert, yeah, is I just like this bitter, cranky woman the whole time. And then yeah. what gets her together is her son telling her that, like, it's always the man's having to be the voice of reason. I hate that. That's but point. also, why did Janet Hubert agree to this movie, knowing like her, like, what, like, why, why agree to be yeah. typecast further? I, I really just, wish they would have just wrote her nicely. Yeah, and the only reasoning that I could have if I'm like trying to put myself in Janet Hubert's shoes after being like blackballed after she left Fresh Parents by Hollywood in general, and I haven't really seen her in anything in like decades at this point. You know, if you're you want to be a working actor and make some money, sometimes you just kind of gotta bite the bullet and take a job, even if you don't really agree with the role. You know. That's yeah. that's what I'm thinking might have happened, or she just thought, you know, this is my jump start back in there. Who knows? Okay, mm. she did good. I mean, I don't like the character that they shouldn't have. I didn't like that she was written that way, but you yeah. know. <sighs> you have any other scenes you want to talk about before we get to the awards? Um, I do want to mention. Uh, was he not the choir director? They're the like the gay guy in the choir. Yeah, Leonard. Leonard. <laughs> I want to give a shout out to that actor. Uh, he's also in uh, Sisters on BET. Uh, mm. He's pretty funny in that. I've only seen like three episodes of Sisters though. In uh, those three episodes, he was funny. What's his name? Uh, oh God. Brian Jordan Jr. I just want to give him a shout out. I thought he didn't. He had maybe ten lines the whole movie, but every line he said was funny. So I just want to give <laughs> give him a shout out and some credit. Um, and then you know how I feel about like a wrapping up any kind of scene with a dance number or musical type situation. So the ending credits roll and they do do a Soul Train line. Um, and I enjoyed that a lot. So it was you, just fun. You know what I said when that came on? <laughs> Niggas can't never make a movie without dancing. <laughs> That's what we Stop. like. That's what we like. I guess. I knew you would like that shit. I did. I, I loved every second of it. Until Pastor got on his knees and proposed. I thought that was ridiculous. And tacky. tacky. It's just so tacky. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Sydney, I have a question for you. Yes. Who came to act in Christmas Bells? And I have an answer for you. Uh, it wasn't that difficult to decide. I'll say that. Um. But I have a two-pronged answer this week. I have uh, someone who I would like to give this award to, as well as a runner-up for the movie. Uh, oh. Yeah. And this is the first for me. I've never had a runner-up. I'm always pretty, like, yeah. fast in my decision. Uh, but this week's Who Came to Act Award, I would like to present it to Raven Goodwin uh, for a number of reasons. Not only did I think, I mean, her presence in this movie made me laugh the most. I think she had, like, the funniest lines. She delivered them all really well like the punchline hit every time but then I realized I'd have been a fan of Raven Goodwin for so long like taking it all the way back to when she was on Nickelodeon doing Just Jordan um as she got older did like Being Mary Jane I think she was in like some episodes of All of Us back in the day too and then most recently she was in uh the Clark Sisters biopic on Lifetime which was phenomenal and she like acting chops that girl can act and like mm-hmm. killed it as um Denise in the Clark Sisters biopic. And I want to give our good sis Raven the award this week. She's been working for a long time and she deserves yeah. her flowers and recognition. And I hope uh to see her working more uh following this and down the line. 
And for my who came to act runner up, I want to give it to Dominique Perry. I thought she was also very funny. As like her role in Tasha's, you know, insecure. She got a lot of grief being Tasha, I feel like. I love Tasha. She had me about to go open. I like that too. (laughs) But you know, because she wasn't Issa. And you know, Lawrence is like this raggedy nigga. So who, anybody associated with him wasn't. Any actor in Insecure caught some like strays for who their character was. Right. (laughs) Just just off GP. So I... Mm -hmm. If uh, I'd also like to give some recognition to Dominique too, and I hope to see her working a lot more as well. So she's my runner-up this week for who came to act. Wow, first time I I appreciate it, and I except because they did great. Um, and Miss Raven Goodwin, a talent, and just talent. as fine as she want to be. That's all I have to say about it. I'm sorry I couldn't can that in. I know you could. Um, but she's me- a beautiful woman. She is. She is a beautiful woman. And so, Miss mm-hmm. Raven, this week's award is for you. Hope you hear it. Hope you're listening. Excited yeah. for you. All right. Well, that's that's it, guys. That's the last movie we're doing. <laughs> season one of the new Chitlin Circuit. Woo! We need to put some Woo. ear horns there or something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, next week we're going to come in with a season one wrap-up episode. So that's going to be fun. Mm-hmm. very excited we got a lot of fun topics we even want to get some of your help we want to decide who came to act for the entirety of season one we are picking mm-hmm. picking one actor season mm-hmm. one they are going to win to take it all the, the, yes so that's, out of that's what we have like 35 40 nominees yeah see and it's a good thing no one got double nominated alexis because of this. <laughs> so <laughs> well we're gonna see y'all y'all tune in next week um and then after that i'm just letting y'all know now mm-hmm. don't want nobody to get, jump off on me <laughs> we will be taking a two-week break for the holidays because we got families too <laughs> mm-hmm. yes we do and damn it i want to sit on my ass uh yeah i want to sit on my ass too <laughs> so yeah. next week season one wrap-up episode and then we'll take a two-week break and we coming back top of next year with some heat for y'all. That's the sound of fire. For those who did. Yeah. I well, I ain't got nothing else. You got anything, Sid? I have nothing else to say. Um, bye y'all. I wrote the outro. Thanks for listening. If you're tuning in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. If you see it five stars right now, just click all of them for us feel free to join in on the conversation you can find us on twitter at tnccpod and check us out on instagram at new chitlin circuit and that's spelled c-h-i-t-l-i-n